You're listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. There's a way, I, I really want y'all to see this. There's a way to go to the end of that video. We got Rob, it was, it was rolling, and we got him saying something super funny. Hey, it's Jordan literally fam, I cannot begin to go. express how excited not the beginning. I am. No, no, not that guy. Starting up. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Christian that cares about the Great Commission, jump in to discipleship this year. Yeah, 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 whatever. I freaking murdered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. The murderer himself right there. He's wearing a mask trying to hide. I love it. Um, that was super fun to, to shoot that, and since we made a video, obviously I'm not going to say the same thing, but we do. I want to encourage you to jump into our discipleship. Um, if you are a Christian, really, if you look biblically, even if you're interested in the Christian faith, not even identifying as a Christian, you actually are a disciple. <laughs> you're interested and you're wanting to learn uh, from the teachings of Jesus, from what the Bible says, and all those things, and so we're excited. This is a really, if you want to know What's a really big thing going on in the journey next spring? It's discipleship. I would say that's the most important focus that we're gonna have because it bleeds over into everything we do. So jump in, uh, as I mentioned, on our Instagram, Linktree, and our bio, you can go there and sign up. Y'all good? Thumbs up if you're good? Awesome. Hey, at the end of the song that we finished with before the video where Rob murdered it, um, <laughs> what, were some, what were the words that we were repeating at the end? I'd be lost. That's right. I'd be lost. I was lost. Right? I was lost without you, and now I'm what? Found doing what? Singing your praise. Singing your praise. Hey, I, I, I want to just ask you, as we're closing up, what ended up being a very short series, Reaching the Unreached. Have you ever sung those words? And thought to yourself, man, I would, I would love to be part of the reason that someone else could sing those words someday. Have you ever thought about that? We're in this room. We have so much access to Jesus and, and the gospel. It's amazing. So many resources. You literally don't have a Bible? Grab a hardback black one. You want to do the same thing next week? Do it. Do it every week for a year. We'll keep giving you a Bible. We have so many resources, so many options and availabilities for you to be able to hear the gospel, to know who Christ is. And I was thinking, as we were singing that, do you know what? That's not the question. We do. We have an opportunity, every single person in this room, to be someone that God uses so that someone who is still lost and is not singing the praises of God can be found and sing his praises. Amen? That's a really cool thing, isn't it? That's a really cool thing. By raise of hand, I, I just want to know, uh, as of right now in your life, have you ever, not for a whole service, but just for any portion of any worship service you've ever been, have you ever spent time praying for an unreached people group? Just by raise of hands, Praying for an unreached people group, okay? okay? Few, that's pretty good, pretty good. Not including the journey? Raise your hand, not including the journey? Okay, good, still got good hands raised, that's awesome. All right, 
How many of you dedicated a whole service to doing exactly that? Ever been something like that? Dedicated a whole service to praying for unreached people groups and worshiping? So I, by raising hand, not very many, right? So I remember growing up, I don't know if you've experienced this, what, if some of you were in like a youth group type setting, a lot of what that was, was like pizza games and a little bit of Jesus at the end, right? <laughs> that was like, if you, if you could do that well, you had a big youth group, you had a healthy youth group, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. The Jesus at the end is definitely necessary. Maybe change those up. A lot of Jesus, a little bit of pizza, a little bit of games would be better. Um, and even through church, it seems like the, the struggle, this is, this is all across the board. Um, there's so many things we could talk about in these given times. There's so many ways we could spend our time. I mean, you got stuff to do. You got, you got studying to do or procrastinating. One of those two, you got procrastinating to do, you know? Um, you got some pancakes you can go take and go eat. You got other things that you could be doing right now, but you're here. And so I'm like, man, I wanna make their time worth it, right? For whatever reason, and I'm guilty of this too, a lot of times we don't take time just to say, you know what, for this right now, usually like big worship, do a big sermon, we try to go big, but we never kind of make time for prayer to, to really say to God with our posture and with our time, hey God, we know that, that we need to pray to you. Like we can't do this on our own. Does that make sense? So with our prayer lives, with how we structure everything that we do, how can we basically say to God, God, we need you to do something about this. We need you to help us reach the unreached. So no funny story for you to get you really laughing to start out. Like we're, we're gonna jump straight into it. I've never um, been a part of something like this. So I'm, I'm new to this as well. I've never dedicated an entire service to really just worship and praying for people that don't know the gospel. And so I'm in this with you. We're gonna do this together. Um, last week, um, we can go ahead and put that first slide up with those two passages, I believe, how to pray. And so last week, um, how many of you remember Matthew 9, 38? Pray earnestly, right, to the Lord of the harvest. We talked about that passage last week. What I want you to do is go to Colossians chapter four, verse three, if you have that. Colossians chapter four, verse three. What I want to show you, okay, so Jesus obviously cares about missions, all right? What I wanna show you is that it was a pattern in the church to actually do what we're doing today. This is a prayer that Paul is, is, is giving. He's saying, hey, this is how I'm praying. This is when I'm praying for you and hoping for you. I'll say Colossians chapter um, four, verse three, right? Said that? I'm gonna actually start at verse two. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word or the gospel to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. There's the premise, guys. We see in scripture, these are things that we pray for. This is how we're encouraged. The early church and throughout history have set aside times to do this. So really only in recent history has it become an anomaly. Uh, it, really only in recent history has it become strange. It's like, what's that guy doing? Like, why are we not like, like doing a sermon tonight? Historically, this is how the church has spent their time. Yes, they've been preaching, but they have continued to focus on this. And so, what I want you to do, if you haven't yet, I'm gonna give you a brief moment. 
I asked um, our Connect group leaders if they could somewhat kind of coordinate to get y'all gathered up and clustered together as best as possible. What we're going to do, I'm not gonna like police that. So if you end up praying with someone that's not in your connect group, I'm not gonna be like, sorry, it doesn't count. Jesus didn't hurt it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Jesus didn't hurt it. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that's totally fine. But my idea in that is these are the people you're living in community with, that you're going with. And so those in, in uh, my heart is, would be the people that you're praying uh, on behalf of the nations for the gospel uh, with as well. And so if you haven't done that yet, I'll give you a few moments and make sure you know who you're gonna pray with and cluster together with. You may have to kind of stand up. There's some like available chairs. Once we get started praying, y'all can kind of come up here as well. Does that make sense? Okay, let's go ahead and go to our next slide up here. Y'all can be moving around while we're um, going this. So what we're looking at um, is, hey, y'all can still walk around even though I'm talking, that's totally fine. Um, What we're looking at tonight, I may just take a break actually, yeah. about 10, 15 more seconds. We'll keep moving forward. About 10 seconds. If you do not have a connect group, one of our residents, I see Jay Siggins back there, Seth Cummings. If you're a guy, you don't have a connect group. Girl residents back there, Channing Wicks. Uh, where's Andrea and Katie? Andrea and Katie. If you do not have a connect group and you're a guy back there, is Jason, Seth. If you're a girl, there's Channing, Katie, and Andrea, they can find you. Let's try to get everyone gathered together within the next 30 seconds or so, if you can. If y'all can quiet down, I know you're gathering up. We're going to go ahead and keep moving forward. We'll make sure we have some time. All right, guys, can you quiet down just a little bit as you're sitting down? Looks like we got everybody gathered up. Did y'all ever do that game in like kindergarten where you raise your hand, the teacher raises your hand, and everyone's like quiet, you know what I'm talking about? Is that how that works? There we go. Raise your hand. Drew did it. Thanks, Drew. Love you, brother. Okay, so... Um, don't, don't start praying yet. And some of you are like, I pray without seizing, bro. Don't tell me to stop praying. But I mean, <laughs> don't stop praying for that just yet. Um, so here's, here's what this is about. Am I getting some feedback, TJ? Am I getting some feedback? That's okay. If it is, it's my fault. Um, so 
we're going to look at four different kind of people groups slash places. The first two are in areas that in uh, Open Doors USA, Open Doors USA makes a top 50 most persecuted nations. So Christians that are most persecuted. Um, and so we're gonna look at those. And so here we have the first one, uh, North Korea. And so if you, unless you've been living like under a rock like your entire life, you could probably take a good guess that North Korea would not be an ideal place to be living as a Christian, right? And so, but there are some things that I want to specifically let you know about before I give you these prayer prompts. And so what we're looking at in North Korea um, is about 25 million people. And you think, that's not really that much. It is when you see the size of it, right? And so if we were going off ratio, if we had that ratio, we'd have like way over a billion people here. And so look at that ratio. That's a lot of people packed into a small country. 25 million, and Open Doors USA ranks them number one in top persecuted nations. To give you a perspective of that, China is not even in the top 10. China is number 23. <laughs> and so just to give you an idea of the severity these Christians are facing, um, and here's how we're gonna be praying for them. Um, a few of these things, I know that you can do it, so I just wanna highlight um, what we're gonna do is probably, hey, uh, Whoever's doing the slides back there, Brady, what we'll do is after I let them start praying, I'll probably let that first slide be up for a minute. So if you guys want to screenshot that at some point, uh, take a little screen grab, you can. Um, and after about a minute, Brady's going to change the slide because we have two slides for each people group. That makes sense? One of the things I want to highlight about the Christians in North Korea um, is that as soon as if they are caught, most of them are sent to prison immediately and labor camps and so actually, a lot of Christianity there is spreading in prison, like it was with Paul in prison, uh, in the, the, the church in Acts. So that's pretty cool. And so just as you're picturing Christians in North Korea, think a lot of them are either like in hiding, they're totally underground, and by the grace of God, Christianity is growing. It's actually flourishing and growing in this environment. And so I'm gonna give you about... I wanna say four to five minutes to pray for this. There are those prompts up there, and then we'll continue to the next people group, all right? One, two, three, go. Let's pray, let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to together, God, and to lift these people up to you. We we do pray for things like Kim Jong-un's salvation. God, he is so far from you that he is um, carrying out and desiring the, the killing and persecution of Christians. But Father, we, we remember a man by the name of Saul who came Paul, who once at his hand Christians were persecuted um, and killed. And so we know the ability for you to redeem and save um, to, to bring men from going to, to killing, to, to being killed for their faith. And we know that your power to do that. We pray for Christians there that they would endure, that they would see themselves in light of the big narrative of, of your redemption and the story and the part that they play in that story. Um, we lift them up for endurance. We pray that the gospel would go forth even in the, the country of North Korea. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, we're going to go to this next slide. Um, 
by the way, if I, I butchered this, I Googled this. Um, I, I believe it would be appropriate. Um, I, the only reason I say this is because of our history with Afghanistan to say Afghan Christian. I looked that up. So if any of you are really grammatically correct, um, I did Google it, so I made the effort to make sure I pronounced that correctly. Just letting you guys know in case I butcher it. But we're praying for Christians in Afghanistan. And so for Afghan Christians. Um, and so one of the things that you should know about Afghanistan, if you don't already, uh, just from uh, kind of 9-11 afterwards, uh, we've, we hear a lot about these places on the news, but the, the issue with Christians there is they're, they're a tribal society and they have an extreme emphasis upon a few things that are very important, and that is loyalty to family, loyalty to their clan and their tribe, which by default means a loyalty to Islam. And so Christians who convert will actually have to meet in secret. Um, without, it, without a doubt, they're going to have to meet in secret. I believe they're number two in the world's top persecuted um, nations for Christians. And so if family members discover uh, that you've converted, it's actually it's common for them to send you to a mental hospital because they think you must be crazy. You must have lost your mind um, if you've converted to Christianity um, they can't imagine, why would you convert? That sounds crazy. Um, and as an Islamic society, it's, it's illegal for someone to leave Islam. And so it's common to be beaten and sometimes, and it sounds brutal, sometimes even killed, uh, possibly by members of family if you convert, and especially by extremist groups. Um, I, I will mention is Islam is not the way to heaven. Um, it, it, is a, it is a heresy that you cannot find salvation through the teachings of Islam, but depending on which tradition you follow, it's very important for you in the good old conservative West Texas uh, to know that. If you grew up here, it's not very common to just look objectively at this, especially after 9-11, but depending on which school you follow, um, there are schools of peace. There are schools that follow what the word means, uh, shalom, peace, um, but there are definitely different interpretations uh, that would lead to what we, what we see and what we have in extremist groups. And so I tell you that because as you're praying, I don't want you to be envisioning um, that all of these Muslims there are ISIS. All of these Muslims there are Taliban or are trying to kill Americans and do. There is a good portion of people there um, that non-Christians too that face oppression and face things like that. Does that make sense? So as you're kind of putting this in your frame of mind, I want you to know a proper, objective, no political bias, just context of what we're praying for, for these people here. And so um, with that being said, I'm gonna give you a few more moments and kind of just make a, make a suggestion to you. Um, you should be going four to five minutes as a group, like probably heads bowed, eyes closed, uh, just considering the severity of what we're praying for. Um, probably there should be general silence besides the person praying in your group. Does that make sense? And so probably a good four to five minutes just considering we're, we're praying for like number two top persecuted Christians in the world. So I'm gonna give you about that same amount of time to, to pray for them, okay? One, two, three, go.
Let me kind of close this out in prayer for the African Christians. Uh, Father, again, we, we lift up uh, these people to you. We know that they're created in your image, that you love them and care for them, God, that you um, are very, very much concerned with their souls and, and God, their eternity. And so we're, we're praying for people to, to see um, Isa, not who is Jesus in their language, not just as a prophet, um, God, but as the prophet, priest, and king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and that you would, you would use faithful gospel proclamation to, to show that to many of the people that are following Islam in Afghanistan, God. Um, we pray for protection against groups um, like ISIS who do exist and uh, for good discernment of groups to, to know if they are uh, trying to get into an area. And we pray for their uh, government, God, to, to, to be just and to care for the people there, to protect them. And um, we are thankful, Lord, that we're seeing uh, more Muslims converting in areas like this. And the, the, ra- the rapid growth that we're seeing is, is almost unparalleled just in the past couple of years. And we thank you for that. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. This cool, kind of cool thing about praying for people and just never thought about it before. Um, the next slide up here, um, this is, um, so that S-H-A-I-K-H, that is pronounced shake. You can say the, the shake peoples or shake. Um, if you go on to a, a website by the organization, organization called Joshua Project, is it .net or .org? I can't remember. Joshua Project, just Google that. What they do is they get all these, all this data, all these stats. Um, they send people around the world and they have a good pulse on percentages of Christians in different people groups. And so when I say that an unreached people group is a group of people who there's less than 2% of them within their people group that are Christians, that's a UPG. And we can thank the Joshua Project and other organizations like them for helping us see that. And so we look at the Shake peoples. If you go to the 100 top unreached people groups, on Joshua Project, and then you go to, you want to do the sort button and do population, the shake are at the top. So with individual people groups in individual countries, the shake peoples are the biggest unreached people group. And here's the number that we're looking at. Um, There are 135 uh, million unreached peoples unreached sheikh peoples just in the country of Bangladesh. And so Christians living here, check this out, are living within the 38th most persecuted nation in the world. Christians are often the target of attacks and death threats. There's a growing movement of radical Islamic groups that the government is having trouble getting control of. And what that means is that the largest UPG, the largest unreached people group, also has one of the most difficult environments to share the gospel in. Currently, the number of Christians there is so low that Joshua Project doesn't say 0.1%, they just say 0%. (laughs) They can't find enough to even do a 0.1%. And so, obviously, right, hey, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for a gospel movement. And so, as I look and examine just an overview of how we're going to be praying for them, again, it's broken up into two different slides. Um, What I would want to kind of draw out to you is that there are a lot of people that see the authenticity of Christianity that are coming out of Islam, Hinduism, 
in Buddhism. Within Bangladesh, it's kind of a, a, a melting pot of those worldviews. It's in between India and Pakistan, so it's kind of just this cluster of all sorts of things that you could get into religiously in, in, in your worldview. And so what we're seeing is people not denying the authenticity, like this makes more sense, but they're coming out of a family and a culture and a grain, and it's fear. There's a cost for them if they convert. So just have that kind of in your minds. Have that in your minds. It's in between India and Pakistan. It's kind of right there in the, in the kind of northeast of India, I guess, southwest of Pakistan. So, yeah, one, two, three, go. <laughs> All right, let's close out praying for the, the shake people together. Um, Father, I just, I'm grateful that we know that the shake people exist, that we um, <laughs> will probably never meet somebody unless we, one of us here goes, that we're never going to meet somebody who identifies as shake. And so um, just a really cool thing. And so, um, God, we, we do pray for many of the converts who are coming out of such an opposing worldview to Christianity, God, that I'm praying that they would be discipled. We're promoting discipleship here. And, and I, I bet you they don't have a discipleship program there like we do. And so I'm praying that there would be faithful Christians to, to step in, proclaim the gospel, and disciple these, these converts. And that, God, that you'd protect those underground movements that are spreading the gospel and help them to flourish even amidst persecution. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, as far as people groups... Uh, this is going to be our last focus people group. We could literally go all day. There's uh, 3,000 unreached people groups. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like there's more than 3,000. So yeah, we could, we could be here for a while. Anyway, uh, so these are four that I've kind of looked at. And the last that should be up here um, are praying for the Japanese in Japan. And you're like, that seems a little redundant. Okay, why the Japanese in Japan? Well, um, the Japanese are total population uh, there's, it's very common in other countries where you find even million, uh, millions of people identifying as Japanese. But within the country of Japan, there are 121 million Japanese living there. And I believe, check this out, they rank about, depending on what you look at, about the number two or so largest unreached people group. Here's what's crazy. Only 1.2% identifying as Christian, all right? 1.2%. I've once heard it said that the Japanese are the largest unreached people group within a country that like literally it's legal for missionaries to go. Like you can tell the Japanese consulate, I'm here as a missionary. And they're like, okay, stamp, like come on in. Like they're the largest unreached people group that there's no really barriers to getting the gospel to them. We have friends about their names are going to be up here on the screen that are there we couldn't do that in the area we went to, but, but they could. They're they like, yeah, I have a missionary visa. I'm like, that's crazy. But still, that's been true for um, at, at least almost half a century. Um, 
they rank, again, as the number two largest unreached people group, 1.2%. They're a homogenous people, meaning they're they're so unified in their language and their culture um, and, and being biologically Japanese and being geographically Japanese. And other, like you were born in Japan too. So much so that like, let me give you an example. It'd be like someone from New England claiming to have the most pure like English, right? And I come there as a good old West Texas guy and I come up there and they hear me talk and they're like, you're, you're an outcast. I don't want to hear your accent, okay? And so there is a, a group there named in Japan called the Burakumen. Um, and they just have a dialect of Japanese, but because it is not standard Japanese, they are excluded from the homogenous mainstream culture as outcasts, just because it's a dialect. It's, in, it's insane. And so what, what we're looking at in terms of barriers is, is that there is so much of their identity wrapped up in just being Japanese. That's why we've had unlimited access to them for years, and yet we haven't seen a lot of progress in the gospel. When you're asking someone to change, you're not asking them like an American would, like, okay, cool, I'll pick up, I'll add this in, like, yeah, sure, I'll change. No really ties, strong ties to family. Like you're asking someone to totally abandon the core of who they know themselves to be, uh, to go and, and to adhere to Christianity. Does that make sense? And so just giving you an idea, really interesting, really fascinating um, like literally any one of you within the next year or so barring COVID restrictions could go without restriction to Japan for whatever reason and, and probably share the gospel fairly easily. And so that's why I wanted to show them. And so looking at the, the prayers, you kind of have a backdrop of uh, who we're praying for, the context of it. Um, they're also super close uh, to nations that are not um, as reached, such as China and the Koreas and those type of things. Uh, Thailand. And so we, you know, we're also thinking like maybe if the, the church gets strong in Japan, that they could send people to those nations as well. So I'm going to give you all a chance to pray for some of these things, and then I'll wrap it up. And we have something I'm really, really excited about. By the way, this counts as your connect group. They're, you're like, this dude, does he know it's 919? Is he keeping us long again? No, this counts as your connect group. All right. And so if you're worried about time, we're getting there. All right. <laughs> in Japan. Uh, Father, we, uh, we lift up these things to you. Uh, God, I think of my friends Ryan and Michelle Tankersley, and um, God, thank you for their faithfulness. God, I pray for them as they're going out on the street um, evangelizing, and thank you for um, the new convert that I heard about this past week that has believed in the gospel, and they're discipling her now. I'm just praying for, for boldness. God, I'm praying that, that you would bring awareness. Um, I I've often forget, I think many people in this room don't realize that Japan is still um, unreached. And so uh, bring that awareness about, and we, we pray, send laborers out um, who are, are bold and passionate and want to see um, the Japanese reach for Christ that would, that would cultivate a heart specifically for those people. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you've kind of noticed, I said last week that you can be engaged with the mission of God through praying and, and giving and sending and going and welcoming the nations. And so what you've done, I say above and beyond, amazing way. Already tonight, all of you in this room have been engaged in the mission of God. Isn't that cool thing about? 
Like you've done that tonight, like as a ministry. Yeah, you can clap. That's awesome. Yeah, you can clap. And so what, a, what an amazing step in light of the Great Commission for us as a ministry, just with one step. If that was all, there's so much more that happened this semester, but that was all. We're engaging in the mission of God through prayer. Now, one of the cool things we're gonna get to do tonight that I'm super stoked about is we're actually going to get to send two of our own out to the nations. And so we all give it up for Macy Hare and Sarah Peters. They're gonna go ahead and come up here. I'm going to give them a chance to share um, kind of where they're going, what they're doing, how long, how to pray for them, how to stay connected. You've probably seen, uh, y'all can go ahead and come, come to the middle, sorry. Um, you've seen their uh, tables out there, I'd like to be able to support them in those things. I encourage you, talk with them and all that. But um, I have not even been here a full year. I want us to keep continuing to do things like this, but uh, y'all are the first two that have been able to kind of uh, pray over and send out. So uh, I have a special place in my heart. So I'm gonna let you guys uh, share a little bit about what you're doing. So maybe say your name too. Yeah. Is the mic on, TJ? That's a V1. Hello. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Um, so for those of you that I don't know, my name is Sarah Peters. Yes, Sarah! <laughs> That's me. Um, I, uh, I go to tech. I graduate this December. Um, which is super exciting. Um, and I have been given the opportunity to serve with IMB um, for a semester in Uganda um, following graduation. So on January 10th, I will be leaving for Arua, Uganda. Um, I will be there until May 25th. And I am working with a women's center for refugees. Um, so we will be teaching livelihood skills and sharing the gospel, which I'm super excited about. Um, Oh, if y'all could just partner with me in prayer. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot what I was supposed yeah. to say. Um, if y'all could just partner with me in prayer um, for me to just keep my focus on the Lord and um, furthering the kingdom, and then for hearts to be softened um, in the area that I'm going, as well as if you would like to help me go, I will have a table set up outside, and I can share with y'all how I'm fundraising, more about the trip if you have questions about that. I think that's it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Y'all can stay up here. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. My name is Macy. So, hi. So, I'm leaving January 4th with the organization Adventures in Missions. And I'll be going to Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and Cambodia for six months. So, like, the first three in Central America and then the last three in Asia. And we'll be partnering with local ministries just to reach out to the community and share the gospel that way. Um, so if you could pray for our hearts, ours to be prepared for going into it, and for the people that we're going to reach, just that the, their hearts are softened before that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, so I have a blog, and you guys can stay updated afterwards at my table. Cool. So they can find out at the table about the blog and follow that? Okay, cool. Okay, Sarah has one too. Awesome. Hey, so what, uh, y'all give it up for, yeah, for Mason. If, if y'all can, uh, kind of like come to the center right here. I'm going to bring a, Caitlin in and she's going to pray for, over y'all specifically. Um, normally, 
I guess I've never been in a pandemic and seen this before. And so we're trying to think uh, as safely as possible with still like being like a, a warm time. And so that's why we didn't have them down there and all of you like crowding around, uh, breathing. That wouldn't be very smart. And so that's why they're up here. Um, and so what we're going to do simply is, is Caitlin is going to be uh, praying for them. Um, and I'll, I'll put, uh, lay a hand on, on Macy and uh, she will Sarah as she's praying. So what I just ask you to do, uh, there's nothing magical um, in, in, the, in the hands. Um, and so you can just sit there where you are. If you feel comfortable and like to, you can just kind of shift your hand toward this direction. Again, there's no magic in that. We're just posturing before the Lord saying, hey, this is who we're praying for. This is who we're sending to the nations as a ministry. God, this is who we're committing to pray for and support while they're there. Does that make sense? And so, yeah, I'll go ahead and let Caitlin uh, pray for them. Yeah, y'all pray along with me as we pray in faith for them. Lord, I just um, come to you today, and I'm so excited and thankful for Sarah and for Macy. And Father, we just praise you first for how you have worked in their hearts, Lord, how you, in your grace and in your kindness, have saved them and made them um, your daughters and, and your daughters and my sisters in Christ, Father, and how you have given them um, a heart to go. And Lord, I praise you for their obedience. This is not an easy thing to leave comforts here and to um, take a step in, in faith and in trust. But Father, you are more than worth it. And so I pray that you would really show that to them in their time serving. Lord, I pray that they would, um, that you would allow them to know you more and that you would use them for your glory. Father, as they are going um, to Africa, Asia, and Central America, Lord, we pray right now for the many people that they're going to be encountering, Lord, who may not have ever heard the name of Jesus or may just not understand the gospel. Lord, would you prepare their hearts right now and would you give Sarah and Macy opportunities to be able um, to give a clear gospel presentation to them. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will work in those moments where they are sharing. We know that you, Lord, are the only one who can change hearts. And so we pray that you would change the hearts of the people they're going to be sharing with. And we humbly ask that you would use them, Father, use them for your glory as they work to meet physical needs and as they work to um, spread the gospel where they are going. Father, I also pray that they would just sit at your feet and learn more about you um, before they go out and do ministry every day. Lord, would you speak to them? Would you give them more of your heart? Allow them to know you more. Give them comfort, Father, whenever all comforts that they're used to are stripped away. Father, would you um, be the family that they're missing, be the friends that they're missing, all the things, Lord. Be um, just so very present with them when they're battling things like exhaustion and culture shock and homesickness. Lord, would you be so present with them. I also pray for the teams that they're going to be working with. Father, um, we ask for unity in these teams, that these brothers and sisters in Christ who are coming together and going forth on the front lines of the battle um, to share the gospel. We pray for unity with them and that they would work well together. And Father, we pray that you would stop the enemy. If he tries to come in and bring divisions, would you stop that and just help specifically Sarah and Macy to fight for unity with the brothers and sisters who are who they are working with, and Lord, that you would allow them to see salvation. Father, I pray that they would come home 
and that we would celebrate with them um, stories of new brothers and sisters in Christ in Africa, Asia, and Central America. Lord, we praise you. We thank you that you use us in this way and that you give us the opportunity to be a part of your mission. Sing your son's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's send them out with a clap. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.